Do you, Chris, take this woman to be your lawfully wedded wife? Do you promise to barrage her with obscure facts concerning comics, movies, TV shows, and toys? I do. And Cindy, do you take this man-child to be your lawfully wedded husband? Do you promise to humor him by engaging him in his obsessive ramblings, for better or worse, in pre-crisis or in post? Sure, why not? Then by the power invested in me by the High Father of the Fourth World, I now pronounce you Supermates. You may podcast with the bride. Hello and welcome to episode 20 of Supermates, the husband and wife geek cast. I'm Chris. And I'm Cindy. And today we have a very special guest with us. Uh, he is the mastermind behind Plaid Stallions, a website devoted to 70s pop culture and fashion mockery. There he co-hosts the Pod Stallions podcast with Jason Lindsay, which I highly recommend. That's one of my favorite shows. He is also the editor-in-chief of the website devoted to the late lamented Mego toy company, themegomuseum.com. He has even produced Mego-like figures based on the Brickman Tooth and Super Collector mascots of those sites, with more figures to come. In addition to all these things, he is the author of Rack Toys, Cheap Crazed Playthings, a book exploring the inexpensive items kids would beg their parents for in grocery and drugstores across the world, which is undoubtedly one of my favorite books on toys in my collection. Please welcome the very busy Brian Hyler. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Yeah, that's that's the best intro I think I've ever gotten. Yeah. Well, I did write that down. I, I, I sound great. <laughs> well, we think you're great. So, so uh, yeah. So you know, we've we've uh, me and Brian, uh, unlike a lot of the my other uh, internet buddies, we we have actually met at the. Uh, I, I think I met the whole family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Migo meet uh, Migo meet. Was the, Danny, yeah, Danny was born. Yeah, she was born one yeah. time. Yeah, one time since she's been born. So yeah, we uh, we met at a uh, couple Migo meets in uh, in West Virginia, and uh, so yeah, that's I was I was just thinking about that. It's like I actually have been in the same room with Brian and had conversations face to face. So that's cool. <laughs> that's a rare thing these days. It is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Uh yeah. thanks to Skype. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So uh yeah, so I guess uh we were we were talking back and forth. Brian's actually uh one of the guys who gave me some advice on podcasting before we started. Uh and uh you know I wanted to have him on the show and Cindy and I both wanted to have him talk to him and we were trying to figure out you know what we want to talk about and my buddy Rob did a show with you about Migos so that kind of yeah. <laughs> that kind of killed that <laughs> thanks yeah, Rob I can talk all day about them but yeah you are going to run into the same stories right right so I don't want to you it know it was hilarious Chris was like damn it they were already on there damn it <laughs> <laughs> Rob Rob <laughs> Say Rob, yeah, you know, talk about Rob. I'm Rob's Ed McMahon on the Power Record Show, so I can't say too much about him. You know, it's, I have listened to many of those. By the way, I I wish I could listen to. I, I would like. I wish I could take. I don't have speakers at work, right? Oh, right. Yeah. I would have just burned right through them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah well, they're they're a lot of fun, and and I just sometimes I just listen to the the Power Records that he's got on his on his blog site yeah. too. You know, just to pass the day. You know, it's good. Good stuff. So, you ever explain those to your children? Because it's in our blood, but they're like, "Why didn't you just watch a DVD?" You know, right? <laughs> yeah, they have listened to a few of them. Uh, the ones that don't have books, like, do not hold their interest at all. 
No. Uh, the, if they have a book, then they'll sit and like flip through the book as as it goes along. But yeah, I've put the just the albums on, uh, and yeah, they're they're out of the room in like five minutes, you know, or less, <laughs> or less. <Yeah. laughs> they just. The theater of the mind thing is, is lost there, you know. <laughs> I, I went to some rummage sale once and found some like Sesame Street records and some Mr. Dress Up things like that, and I I brought them home. It was like a Saturday, and I I, I whipped out my uh, Battle of the Planets record player, and oh, wow. I, you know I was like, you gotta check this out, and I put it on, and I was like listening, and I look, and they're just both gone. Like, I don't even know where they left the room. Oh, <laughs> it's me and my old records. Oh man, yeah, yeah. Same, same here. I've put, you know, if I if I if I dig can dig out a book that goes with it, and yeah, they'll they'll turn the page and follow it. But yeah, otherwise, so yeah, I, you know, I think we're both. I think you know, I've heard you talk with about your kids and 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 our kids. We we both have got them liking like classic monster movies and oh yeah and old TV shows. So we we're doing okay. If we lose them on power records and things like that, then hey, you know. But my, the greatest thing I ever heard from my kids was, uh, "Can we watch another Logan's Run, Dad?" <laughs> and was, if you've ever seen, I'm gonna get you, sucker. There's a, a line where one of the guys, he his kids are so politically in line with him he just goes thank you jesus (laughs) (laughs) yes that's that yeah you've done well yeah (laughs) you've you've been a good parent (laughs) it's the little things you know that's right right it's it just however you make our children watch howard the duck (laughs) i'm sorry yeah And I was not home. That occurred when I was not home. Yeah, now, Rob's already given me enough hell about this, and you got to bring it up again. But, yeah, and I forgot. I hadn't seen Howard the Duck in probably, like, 25 years. I forgot how body, body it was in parts. And I'm I, not, I've, I've never seen it. Really? Yeah. I. Um, you are such a lucky man. I, uh, I missed that. I never read a Howard comic in my life. And, yeah. uh I just missed that whole thing. And when the movie came out, I was, I think I got my first summer job. Yeah. And I just missed, I just missed the, the weekend it was in the theater. I missed it. <laughs> yeah, the whole weekend before it was pulled. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, all right, I missed nothing. You know, like it, it wasn't, it wasn't Spider Man. Oh, no. Read, no, so. No. But, uh, yeah, you didn't yeah. miss much. <laughs> I don't know. It might have been up there with the Nicholas Hammond Spider Man. Yeah, <laughs> now the Nicholas Hammond Spider Man. Now I, I'm, I'm sorry, but I'm, I'm telling you that could have been a drinking game. I promise. I love I love the Nicholas Hammond Spider Man, but I, I you know I was eight, so right the nostalgia. You got to have that nostalgia. Factor, now, I, I will uh, tell you a weird story. I was at my neighbor's house once, and they, you know their kids were playing with my kids, and I went down to the basement to uh, see if they're all right. You know, they had like a kid's rumpus room with, you know, the old TV and a VCR. And there was a copy of Howard the Duck on the shelf. Oh, wow. And I was like, well, neither of them, the parents, are comic people at all. Like, nothing. And uh, I I just sat there for the rest of that evening when I was over there. I was like, why do they have that? Did you ever find out? <laughs> no, I never. I never asked. I, I'm assuming some well-meaning relative said, "Oh, the kids will like this." You know, I I don't know. I just, I just, it, it did. It was so out of place in that household. It just kind of was like, did they buy it? Did, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> they found it a rummage sale, or yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, well, you know, that's the weird thing. It is in, and I don't know how we got so on Howard the Duck, but it 
it is a strange, it's one of those strange movies. A lot like the Monster Squad, which we talked about, the movie. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's in that strange period where they would market it movies toward market movies toward kids, and then there would be a lot of material in it that was completely inappropriate for children. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, was... the Monster Squad. It's it's not quite the porridge too hot. It's the, not the porridge. It's like it it doesn't. It's not right for any demographic. I find. <laughs> right. Yeah. Really. It's not. I mean, it's, I love it, but yeah, it's it's a very odd. It's a very odd uh, type of film. And Howard's. I mean, there's. There's there's duck boobs at the beginning of the movie. I mean, he's looking through a magazine. <laughs> oh, is he looking at like a Playboy or something? Yeah, yeah, and it shows a you know a, a duck that looks like him and like the, the somebody in the suit or a puppet, and they've got boobs. I mean, it's and the, and here I am sitting here with the kids, and I'm like, oh god, I forgot about this. <laughs> what was acceptable in the '80s, eh? Yeah. Again, note I was not home. She was not viewing. <laughs> Hands are washed. <laughs> right. That's right. Right. Well, you know when on this parenting misstep, I am completely clear. And that's you know <laughs> we were we were leaving the theater at after spoiler warning after the Guardians of the Galaxy at the end of the movie, um, and uh, you know at the end scene, and I, I asked Andrew, now aren't you glad you watched that old Howard the Duck movie? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> My kids did not see it, and they were just complete. They knew what was going on, but <laughs> I, I think my son said something to the point of "Why? Well, why? why? You know? Yeah. What's? Yeah. I think why that is, is yeah. You know, that always made me laugh. It was just sheer confusion. Yeah, it's like we waited here for through the credits for this. <laughs> but anyway, oh, we should probably. Yeah, we should probably. Yeah, we should about, probably yeah. get on the topic. Yeah, we should, our topic is uh, coloring books. And uh, it's uh, in Presto Magics, uh, which, which uh, in case I'm sure everybody knows what a coloring book is, but Presto Magics, you probably you know a lot more about them, Brian, than I do. So you you want to explain what Presto Magics are? Yeah, they were a series of dry transfer sets that I, I think started appearing in the late '70s, and they, I think they they ran until the '80s. Um, but I think the the most memorable series for me are the one through three. Which were you know my prime rub down transfer buying years, and they they ran a, a variety of licenses and themes. Most memorably, I think for this podcast would be all the superhero ones they right. did. Right, right. Now I had that's the ones I had. Yeah, I had I, ha- I have piles of them here, but it just seems like every time I uncover one, I it's one I don't have. Oh, so okay. I kind of I, I kind of. Um, there's some things I collect very focused, and then there's other things I collect like when I see them because they're kind of fun to just discover, right? You know, and Presto Magics are the, the, those like I like to find them in the wild, um, but I'm just I'm going to try and dig out my pile because the subject matter and some of the you know Chris, you'd be able to tell me better than anybody who the artists are on these things. Oh, okay. Yeah, that I have a. I mean, I'm not trying to brag on myself. That but. it's his mutant ability. I'm <laughs> yeah. telling you, it's just kind of creepy. Yeah, it's it it it. I, I can't explain where it came from. I guess because you know the art. I ended up getting into art, but I guess it's. Uh, I've been able to do that since I was like a little kid. It's freaky. <laughs> yeah, and it's cool. I mean, I'm like that with voice actors. Oh yeah, but um, that's really never going to get me. Um, 
uh, a paying gig, but <laughs> right. it's, it's it is a neat little talent to have at times. Yeah, I mean, I'm the same. Yeah, it's, I've never it's never done anything for me, but you know, let me post something on the message board. Usually, the Mego Museum. Yeah, <laughs> no, you you nailed a lot of the Mego packaging, which is important to uh, you know uh, me and, and right. a small, small bunch of people but <laughs> it's important to all five of us uh, yeah yeah <laughs> but you know we're a, we're a vocal five that's right right so, yeah. yeah so and well we're going to talk about presto magics and and coloring books and uh so uh and actually on your plaid stallion site you have a feature called coloring book theater yeah that's a that's a weird thing i what it was, what caused that was one, the kind of need for content on a Sunday. You know, like I had really young kids and, you know, you're just home Sunday and you don't know what to do with yourself. And the other thing was I was starting, for some reason, I kept a lot of my childhood coloring books. Yeah. And I also collected them. I, I would buy, um, I'm a toy collector big surprise um i would I, I would buy these licensed toy um coloring books like big jim and the wolf pack or action jackson stretch armstrong those sort of things right and what would happen is you know you collect them you buy them and you put them in your you know i start leafing through them and a few of them are just you know what i what i was learning was it was an adult's eyes a they're stupid <laughs> and B, some of them look like they were drawn with someone's foot, you know, and, and it's just, it was, I guess to the me it was, foot. yeah, yeah, exactly, the left foot, and and it was just, I realized, hey, this is kind of funny, you know, you, you did, no one ever cracks these things and looks at them, right? and so I started just scanning them, and then what was wonderful about that is people started sending in, like, you got to see this, you know, and, right. and it's just comedy gold. I mean, I've had some hilarious contributions and some ridiculously bad coloring books. And, and that is, it's also uh, another treasure hunt thing. You know, you're in some stinky flea market in the middle of nowhere and you're going through some stuff and you find some, you know, dental hygiene coloring book from the early 70s. <laughs> and all of a sudden, like, your day is made. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, it's some of the stuff that, that, like, I think one of my favorites is uh, the Happy Days coloring book you posted. And, and, and not, and, and, and just as you posted, I'm not trying to steal your thunder, but, you know, when you when I first looked at it, I'm like, oh, it's a, it's a Happy Days coloring book. I'm yep. pretty sure I had one. I don't have one now. I have most of my coloring books, but that one didn't survive. But I'm pretty sure I had one as a kid. But the one that you posted was not quite from the era that most remember Happy Days. From. And, and yeah, that was weird. I bought that with perfectly, you know, somebody somebody accused me once of hating all these things. And it's like, no, no, sometimes, like, I bought that one. It had the Fonz on the cover. I was like, this one will be fun because yeah. who doesn't remember the Fonz? Right. And, and I get big, re you know. No matter how obscure you get on Plaid Stallions, some of the things that get the biggest reactions are the most popular things of the 1970s. Right. You know, like the Fonz, Evil Knievel, Six Million Dollar Man. Like, it just gets reaction. It goes viral. But I picked this thing up, and I, I it was five bucks. I bought it. I drove home. And then I, when I started to leaf through it, I was like, oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. Who are these people? And, of course, it's the... 
I don't know what period of happy days. It wasn't Fonzie being a teacher, was it? Or I, I think he's got. I think it was because he's got on the cover. I was looking at it again the other day before we did the show. He's got like a like a, a tan jacket on instead of. Oh. He's on a tan jacket. He's got a tan jacket on his motorcycle there. Uh, by the apartment where he goes up the stairs, you know, on the side of the Cunningham's house. Yeah, okay. And that's the cover, and and I, it's got those, it's got uh, Ted McGinley's character in the book, and uh, and all those other actor characters that just seem to walk in and out of the series. Yeah, I had no, and you know that was the thing too, is I posted that, and there was a guy like named Larry or I can't remember who yeah. his name was, but I wrote, who the hell is this? <laughs> and I got all these sincere emails like, Brian, this guy was on from season. And it's like, you know, <laughs> that was just, I, I was, that was rhetorical. Yeah. Um, you know, <laughs> during this period of happy days, I was watching anything else. Right. Tuesday night. Yeah. yeah. Well, you were, you were probably smart. I mean, I think I was probably one of the guys that said, Oh, I remember him. He was so-and-so, which is, yeah. yeah no, that, I, I remember the name Billy Warlock. I don't know why, but he played somebody on happy days. I just, I just popped in my head. Chachi's cousin. Chachi's cousin. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it was fun. Was that Fonzie's cousin? That part I don't know. I just uh, know he was introduced as Chachi's guy. Okay, he was Chachi's guy. Okay, okay. Well, there you Sorry, go. Sorry, I had a Jones for Billy Warlock. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, well, there you go. <laughs> what a ridiculously made up name. <laughs> yeah, Billy Warlock. <laughs> Yeah. And you want to know why? Why is that? Because the first um, little thing that he was in was like a little supernatural deal, like uh, Goosebumps for Kids. Oh, really? And that was his first acting job. So he took the name Billy Warlock? Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Well. But uh, that was why. He was like eight or nine, something like that, in his first acting job, and he thought that would be cool. Oh, uh, okay. Well. Because his name, I forgot what his real name is, it was already taken you know, in the yeah. screen actors. And right, right. So he just pulled that in his dumbass agent or mother or father <laughs> and said, oh, yeah, that's a winner. And it's made him the international superstar that he is today. <laughs> that's right. right. I, uh, oh, I see. Baywatch. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Are <laughs> Days you like, of Our Lives. I was on Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives okay. with Carrie. Like Sands Through the Hourglass. And he was played Frankie. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, my you know what? I yeah, that, it's, been, it's been a while since college, but I remember days. I do too. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I watched enough. Yeah, when she, with her, you know, she she would watch it. I'd be there. You know, you you get in slightly involved, but uh, yeah, but yeah, the, the Happy Days coloring book was one of the because you you had me at oh, it's a Happy Days coloring book, and I'm like, oh god, they why would <laughs> why <laughs> why would not, they not such Happy Days. <laughs> It's, yeah, no that that one that one is definitely that was a more recent one I did, but yeah, yeah. that one was really really awful, and uh, I, I was really doing that again, very well intentioned. Like this will be fun, and yeah, it was so bad. Yeah, that's kind of like the uh, Mayberry RFD coloring book after you know Andy Griffith uh, left. The after, <laughs> yeah, the after Mash coloring book, the Cousin Oliver season of the Brady Bunch coloring book, yeah. <laughs> Rich tapestry of fail. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Another, I, another. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say another one that uh, you know, uh, while we're while we're kicking ones that are that are just awful. Probably the worst coloring book that I saw that you've got on there. Uh, and this is at Pladstains.com, guys. You can go check it out. 
that is the uh, Country Music Wax Museum coloring book. No argument there. And it's, <laughs> look, I'm a marginal draftsman, and I'd never say this for most of them, but I could draw this thing better. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, it is such a phoned-in, like, who approved this? It, 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 first of all, somebody sent this to me, and it was clear that they had saved it for years just hoping someday there would be a venue to show this thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, he sent me the scans. He sent me the the comments. He clearly thought this out for years. It's obviously whipped out at every party. And, yeah, it's this takeaway from some place, I, I'm assuming, in Nashville. Yeah. A country music wax museum, which I got to go to. Yeah. Because, you know, bad wax museums are uh, a family favorite here. And, uh, <laughs> oh, honey, you need to go to the one in Mammoth Cave, Kentucky. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, my Is it still gosh. open? Yeah. Oh, is it? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I have coupons for it from Summer Reading Program. Oh, okay. I can, I can hook you up. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you get over in Kentucky, you can come we, by. We, we've, we've got one here in Niagara Falls that is just, it's it's like, really, are you even trying? <laughs> you know, like, they have a Simpsons thing, and the Simpsons look all weird, and Bart is saying... Ah, caramba. <laughs> but, um, yeah, th- th- this, um, this, this country music wax museum, this, this, I don't know who approved this, who liked it. It is June Carter Cash and Sue because the, the guy draws her like a mutant. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's just, just like a Morlock. I'm yeah, <laughs> it's just like... And I'm a Johnny Cash fan, and I, I just was like, oh, that's just awful. That's awful. It's, it's <laughs> like the only person they knew who could draw was, you know, the caretaker's daughter who was in an art class, and, you know, it's just... In fourth such, grade. Yeah, in fourth grade. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's you, you got to see it to believe it. You, yeah. you really get, I, I, you really get, need to. I'll put a link, of course, on the on the page. And uh, but yeah, you guys got to check it out. It's you cannot believe. I mean, there's there's almost even nothing to, for the kids to color. I mean, it's so minimalist. Yeah, yeah, it's it's yeah. That's the other thing is there's like no backgrounds. Right. It's, you know, like, and I don't know how you can really get a lot of coloring Charlie Pride. Right. Like. <laughs> Right, Grandpa Jones. Uh, yeah, so. That that had to be like that has to be the cherry on the Sunday. That is a disappointing day when you're dragged to the Country Music Wax Museum as a kid <laughs> and then handed that memento. Yeah, that's yeah. That that that's just to so you will never forget this awful awful day here. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's grandma thought this was a good outing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. You know, and and a, a couple other ones that that you've got on there are again, they're they're coloring books of things that little questionable that they were marketed to kids like Dune. You know? Oh yeah, you know, <laughs> and I can't I can't say this enough, but you know, somewhere in probably you know 1983, a full year before Dune came out, there was a marketing meeting. And it was just, this is the next Star Wars people. Right. And some sketches were shown and some posters. And, you know, everybody just lined up. Yeah. You know, uh, this is going to be huge. It's got Sting. Kids like Sting, right? Yeah, well, and it's got <laughs> spaceships and a big worm. And 
you know, a big phallus, basically. And and, um, and a little freaky little girl that freaked me the crap out. Well, <laughs> you know, let's not talk about oh. the blood-sucking guy covered in boils that floats around. Like, this, this thing is just... I mean, I was like 14, and I was just like, this is dark. And right. Horrible. And, and, you know, I... I I, I walked out of there, and then there were toys on the shelves, and there was this series of coloring and activity books that I swear just instantly went to a clearance center. Yeah. And believe it or not, uh, my pal Ed, uh, he goes Sam Noir, yeah. he uh, he sent me a photo at a, at a half-price bookstore this year, and he goes, how many do you want? And there was a end cap of these things. Oh, my gosh. From 1984. Oh, my gosh. From this bookstore. year? Yeah, and he's like, and I was like, get me the blue one and get me, because Dunes, those things are great because they just, you know, you you post one and you think you've said everything you can, then you get another one and there's another, there's, the other thing is is there's always questionable scenes in it, like, um, you know, just, there's one I remember I posted on the boards, or I posted on the website, it's the guy scraping the boils off of the Baron's face, and it says, I will... I will clean your infections. And it's like, did anyone look at what they were doing? You know? Oh, wow. I'm so, sorry. I'm pretty speechless. Yeah, Cindy's yeah. just got this dumbstruck look on her face right now. You know, I, I'll try and point it out, but it's just like, was the guy just guzzling gin, you know? <laughs> He must have been. I mean, jeez. Oh, he was token. If I remember right, yeah. the artwork in that's not bad. It's got some pretty decent likenesses, but yeah, it's 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 it's, uh, it's actually sadly one of the better rendered coloring books out there. They should have they should have got the, the the gal from the Country Music Wax Museum, <laughs> Dune. You know, um, but yeah, it's 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 draftsmanship. I can't knock. Right. Um, you know, and, and don't that, forget, it has Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I, I believe it also has a page of corpses, like <laughs> just just everyone's dead. Oh, you know? God. Like, oh, wee. <laughs> color the different uh, different stages of decay, kids. Yeah, <laughs> it's just it doesn't. I, I keep. I, I think I've gone. I've reviewed three of the four of them, and and uh, Ed never gave me the fourth one. I got to remind him, but he's holding out on you. Yeah, yeah, um, big holdout. Um, I'm really hoping that has Sting in the in the metal metal uh, banana hammock. Like the, oh yeah, I forgot yeah, about like that. Really, really hoping that they don't let me down and not put that image in a children's heads. You know. Thank you for putting it in mine. You're Message welcome. in a bottle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's it, it and you know his performance in that is is sublime. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, but it's it's uh, Dune. Dune has to be one of the weirdest children's coloring books I've come across. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that's definitely. And and, and then of course there's some that you got uh, there that's that's are that are they probably weren't they weren't marketed to kids, but they they're oddly coloring books like the Bernie Wrightson uh, monsters coloring book. Yeah, I, I don't know the whole story behind those, but those get a lot of traffic. Those are, you know, I think there's a spirit one, mm-hmm. and the one that's the most requested in the monsters is uh, Mark Savvy, mm-hmm. the the monsters book that uh, 
a lot of his artwork was swiped and used for toy packaging later for on. Tom Land and yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I get asked about like that thing. That 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 made a lot of people into monster kids. Let me just tell you that. Like I, I'd never heard of it, but somebody gave it to me and said, um, you know, I thought this would be interesting. I said I agreed. I put the whole thing on the site. Yeah, I'm and gonna... I get a lot of people emailing me going, do you have one for sale? Like <laughs> that, that thing left some marks on us and it's a really cool book too. Yeah, it is. It's really, and the art style is like very distinctive and uh, it's very open. It, 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 it reminds me of a lot of the, some of the comic book art you see today where they really uh, would let, they let the computer coloring like basically fill in everything. And that's, yeah. that's what it, this kind of reminds me of like Scott Collins or somebody like that. It's a, it, it reminds me of, of that style. In fact, when Castaway did a, we're gonna they were gonna do a werewolf, and they were like, "Hey, why don't you do do a, a werewolf art, uh, some art kind of like that uh, that coloring book?" <laughs> I, I remember that. I saw that on display. I liked your art. Yeah, and it, 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 I didn't. It's a little. It's not. You know, I didn't want to ape the guy's style completely, but I tried to get that same kind of feel. But yeah, so I mean, that just goes to show you. That yeah, that was like you said that 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 thing was, is really influential. I mean, it's it's got a it's got a shelf life way beyond uh, your normal coloring book for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's it's easily one of the most popular coloring books I've ever put up. Uh, did that? Did, do you know if that guy did anything else like uh, any other coloring books? Uh, you know, I thought he did one on outer space, but I could be wrong. Mm. Um, that that. I thought he did one on aliens. Oh, okay. But I can't. I don't know if I'm right or not. Um, the monster. I, I googled it for a second, and I got I got me, which isn't going to help. <laughs> yeah. It kind of stinks when you're the leading expert. And you're looking for information, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I think he did something with science fiction because I seem to recall. Yeah, actually, there's something called science fiction anthology. Yeah. And it's got Fantastic Voyage on the cover, and it's by Mark Savvy. Oh, okay. So I'm assuming he did something else, but I'm sure that you'll get a comment or something like that from someone who knows better than me. Okay, well, well if I do, I'll share it. We'll, mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll I'd figure, like to. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, one, one book that jumped out at me when I was going through again, and of course I've read all, saw all these as you posted them over the years, but, but, uh, you know, we, we just did a Star Trek episode, and uh, it, it just this popped out at me. There There's a one Star Trek coloring book, and, and, and in fact, I think a lot of these Star Trek coloring books have the same guts. They have the same uh, pages inside. They just keep giving them new covers. But you have one with a portrait of Mr. Spock that just that, defies. Yeah, that is clearly the worst adaptation of anything ever. And I say that without hyperbole because... You're talking about the clown planet. Right, right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the, the Mr. Spock on the cover looks like he's either weeping or he's... He's upset. He's upset. Yeah, I, I think he, he's he has seen inside. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he didn't look this bad after he mind-melded with the Horda, you know? I yeah. Mean, it's, it's, it, it is just... I mean, it, and what really kills me is it, it actually looks like Nimoy. But it looks like Nimoy after he's had like about a two-hour cry. You yeah, know? It, it really it, – it's a nicely illustrated, yeah, melancholy Mr. Spock. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, 
this makes you wonder, like, if Gene Roddenberry, I don't know if Gene Roddenberry approved this stuff or what, but uh, he's too busy if, he, if he did, he was like Krusty the Clown. Like, yeah. he's just, that's fine, you know. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because it's, it's not only terrible in the fact that, you know, they are visiting a clown planet. And, right. You know, it's, 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 um, it's just woefully inappropriate for Star Trek, but um, the the guy who draws it, he he he's very limited in his um, likeness ability. Yeah, and he draws Mister Sulu, which is now more intentionally hilarious than than it was back in the day. He draws Mister Sulu like he's in a constant state of surprise. <laughs> like his mouth is wide open, and and it's you know, and Mister Sulu has the same expression on every page. So the guy, you know. I don't know what picture it doesn't look anything like George Takei. Yeah, like nothing like. Him. <laughs> but you're getting an oh my, oh my, with every yeah, everybody. yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's you know you know it's not intentional, it's not goofing on George Takei, but you're kind of like, is it? You know, <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> See, I, I, I'm rejoining the conversation after a brief minute, but I had such a crush on him when I was young. <laughs> See how that worked out? I'm just like, Dang! It really? Yeah. That's interesting. I, I oh, I did. I thought Sulu was hot. <laughs> I did. There you go. <laughs> Naked time, yeah, baby. <laughs> Shirtless Sulu, I was happy. <laughs> always loved him like i i even in college like if there was like a um a spock and kirk magnets or something and somebody would go hey you should get those like no i want a mr sulu magnet because like, he was kind of like that aquaman choice you know right. where it's like no no i'm a sulu guy you know? right that's right yeah it's like i'm that's how big of a star trek fan i am i don't i don't go for the obvious i like yeah i like sulu yeah yeah so yeah, what's not to like? You know, everybody likes. Well, yeah. Sulu. Yeah, but yeah. The, actually, I've got. It seems like within we'll get into you know if, in some of the coloring books I got here in a little bit. Yeah. But, but uh, I've got a, a Star Trek book, uh, and just from what you posted, one thing about coloring books is if you if you do collect them, I guess probably not really super picky. If they got different covers, it's probably worth your time. But a lot of times they'll have the exact same content. And have different covers as they, because they kept like Whitman, for instance, kept these things in print for like decades. Yeah, and it, especially with Star Trek, you'll pick something up and it'll have the motion picture on it, and then you'll look inside and it's you know they've taken a a larger '70s coloring book and then just like cut 20 pages out of it. There's no sense to be made of the story anymore. But this, this is exactly. Um, typical of the care right. that they really put into these things. They didn't care. Right, exactly. You know? And um, so, it, you know, that's that's basically what you got was this just, here, kids, take this. And, and, you, and you know, I guess probably as a kid you didn't really care. No, I mean, you know, I, now me being the type of kid I was, I, I was critical sometime of, the artwork in them, you know, because I was, that's just, but that's just me. I was like, well, I don't like the way this guy drew Batman's ears, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, you know things like that. And, and I was, so know, this is why our children are like that. Yeah, that's, yeah, exactly. So yeah, we, you know, we got that going on here too. So don't, <laughs> well, you're, yeah. So, you know, if, um, 
you know, a lot of the, most of the Batman coloring books, a lot of them were reprinted. Still, when I bought them, they were the same ones that were originally printed in the 60s. And a lot of times they had the same cover, like the Whitman logo would change, you know, over time. And it got Oh, this, yeah, the, the Batman stuff, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of that's the exact same 60s, uh, 60s stuff. And, and uh, you know, occasionally you'll get one. I would get one that had, like, the more modern Bronze Age Neil Adams looking Batman with the longer ears and the bigger cape. and and But most of the time it was the Adam West, Carmen Infantino, Silver Age style Batman, you know, and, uh, so it was kind of, it was kind of confusing to me as a kid, but I was used to that because that was the way a lot of products were. I mean, they kind of mixed yeah. the two together, you know? Well, so. yeah, but growing up in the seventies, like, look at those, look at those Seven Eleven cups. Right. You'll, you'll have a drawing of like Batman that's, you know, fairly within the last 10 years. And then, you know, they'll release a cup of like Alfred that's clearly from like 1942. Yeah, and it was right. weird. Like it's so discordant the artwork styles, and I think, I think there's one of Dick Grayson that is like I think Bob Kane drew it. Yes, you know, and it's like that's so weird. You yeah, know, you got Neil Adams and Bob Kane in, in the same yeah. series. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you know that would never. And I, I also want to point out that, and I, I've gone on and on on my soapbox about this. I also love that about right. vintage toys. You yeah. know, yeah. Uh, the the fact that there isn't a style guide. Yes. Uh, years years and years ago, a few years ago, I worked on um, something not unlike Presto Magics. I worked on a Justice League uh, sticker pack. Right. And I, I was laying it out. <laughs> I was so bummed at the style guide, I wanted to throw it out the window because <laughs> it was black and gray. Oh man! You know the two colors a kid loves and exactly. Um, it just it drove me crazy uh, just to see how, you know, you look at some of the stuff, uh, the, the the coloring books, the AHI toys, things like that. At least they're creative. Right. You know, they're bright and colorful and interesting. So, you know, I miss those days of toy packaging. Right. I mean, the coloring books, like, you know, I grabbed my stack of, of coloring books that I've got. And most of them, like I said, a lot of them come from the, they got the same covers as the 60s, like the the Batmans, and then you get up into the 70s and late 70s, early 80s, and some new ones, but there's there's some great artwork. There's My, my favorite one that I probably own is a Batman one that's got uh, Batman and Robin. Uh, Robin's driving the Bat boat, and Batman's, like, standing on it, like he's getting ready to leap off of it. And it's, it's a painted cover. I mean, it's just really just... Batman looks kind of like Adam West, you know. You know, his, his, his cape's got that kind of satiny look to it you know that adam west did and it, it's just it's just a really cool image of batman i mean you just didn't get that on a lot of other stuff but and, but then some of them have what's like a line drawing on it but in as much as i love jose luis garcia lopez praise be his name, name. Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> i mean we all love him but it, it it's kind of stinks in a way because everything by 1982 all my coloring books with the DC heroes have his artwork, it's all homogenized. Yeah, yeah. You know? there, there's a certain homogeny uh, that just starts to creep in around the late 70s that while it looks kind of slick, you're kind of like, huh, I kind of miss the weird, the weirdness of all this stuff. I, uh, by the way, I, I'm looking at that uh, Adventures of Batman coloring book. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's, it's, that's one of my – I mean, I used to just stare at that thing for yeah. the cover for hours just because it was so cool. And yeah. some, something really weird, and maybe you know this, you can help 
uh, jog loose a memory in my brain. I swear I had a a foam. I mean, this was like a yellow foam mat. I had a Superman and a Batman. I swear it looked like, you know, like the eggshell foam things you buy for your bed to put on yep. your... It, it looked like that, except it didn't have the eggshell pattern, you know, molded into it. But it was just that type of foam, and it had... One had Superman. It was like a... I think that classic Kurt Swan Superman where he's kind of flying and curling up as he's like a profile shot of him. And uh, he's fighting a huge dragon, which the dragon scared me, as I recall, because <laughs> I was a wiener. And then there was one of Batman and Robin on the Batboat, and it was a line-drawing version of this cover. Huh. And I have... I, I, and what what did you do with those foams? Like, I, is it a play pad? Or? I guess it was a play pad. I just remember yeah. having them, and I've, I've never... I never honestly went looking for them because I didn't even really know what to look for them under. See, I'm kind of of the opinion that it was maybe an Avon product because your mom sold Avon and they carried some Avon Super stuff, stuff yeah. at that time. It and I been. really think that's my opinion. It could have been because they did have some foam like uh, bath things and and things like that. So yeah, it could it could have been from Avon. So it's a, that's a really good guess, and and it would. You know, those are sometimes uncharted waters, right? You know, right. See, I mean, they're not as widely known. And yeah. like I said, his mom did sell Avon. Yeah, it could so. very well have been. been and and that stuff may have not made it into the heroes' worlds or the, um, you know, the, the the department store catalogs. So people people aren't really all that aware of it. It's not really on the radar. Right. I, I have a, I have a buddy who just every time I see him, I'll see him at Migo Meet. Um, He's on. He's on. He's on the Migo boards. I just can't remember his uh, his handle. Yeah. But uh, just because I call him Corey, um, he'll pull superhero stuff out that I've just never seen before. You know, like here's a bag of DC comic sponges. Oh wow! You want it? And it's just you know a poly <laughs> bag of sponges that have Robin drawn on them, and it's like I don't want this, but I also want someone to believe me. You know. <laughs> I want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some of the stuff I photograph at Mego Meet is like complete content for Plaid Stallions because it's just wacky, you know? Right. It's just, you know, no one ever talks about these things. Yeah, right. I mean, it's just, it's like this is, I mean, I have these, I have this memory of, of this, the Superman map, especially because, the, like I said, the dragon was like this big orange dragon that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> but and I think eventually my mom, even if I remember right, she cut the Superman figure off and threw the dragon out. Oh, no. <laughs> I think so <laughs> because it scared me so bad. So uh, <laughs> I was such a weirdo. I mean, yeah, uh, I was such a wiener. It was it was bad. But uh, we all have we, so we all have those skeletons in our closet. <laughs> well, I've, I've aired them a lot here. You know that I blame it all on the Wolfman. It's Lon Chaney Jr.'s fault. He, he traumatized me as a kid. He was such a cute little red-headed, bold-haircutted kiddo. Yeah, well, we, all, we, all, we all got that haircut. We didn't have a choice. Thank you. To us. Thank you, because my son still, he sees pictures of me, and he's like, you look like a girl, Dad. I, was, I said, son, every kid was issued that haircut in the 70s. Oh, I, <laughs> I, I got glasses in, like, 81 or 82, and my kid's like, you know, those are the worst glasses. I was like... Those were the glasses, right? Like the, that was what you got. I mean, you know, it was it was it wasn't as dramatic as like Peter Sellers' glasses, but you know, <laughs> they, they were pretty close. And I was like, that that's that was it, you know? Yeah. Like, 
It's not like today, you know, these slick little glasses they get. Right, it's like they look better than, like, ours, yeah. It's yeah, like, they, they look better in glasses, which is weird, but, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's exactly. You know, I, I point to the Mego Batcave box, and I'm like, look, see this kid on this box? Yeah. That's the haircut everybody has. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Yeah, I got I've got the the Mad Monster Castle in front of me. Same 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 head of hair. Right. Yeah, the same kid. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who thought that. The like I call it the Adam Rich. Because, you know, <laughs> Eight is enough. <laughs> most famous bowl cut on television at the time. You know. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, man, it's, uh, yeah, we're getting off the coloring books, but boy, I'm, are we? I'm having a blast. Who cares? Yeah. Uh, so, so one of the, you know, of course I have, you know, me and myself, uh, I've got some, uh, quite a few Batmans and, and, uh, yeah, and, you mentioned, you mentioned one that we both have, which in the, in your show notes is, um, Superman in the, uh, Superman, sorry, this missile is missile base mystery. No, not that one. Okay. Um, Luther's Lost Land, which okay. I did on the show, and actually that was my childhood coloring book. Okay, and um, that that's like one of those ones. Like I, I, I never got a dud superhero one as a kid. No, like, it's like they always got Neil Adams or the Marvel bullpen to draw those things. So there were there weren't any ones where I felt ripped off. As no, a kid. the artwork's all pretty good in it. Yeah, yeah, and there's even kind of a coherent. Um, uh, uh, this narrative to these things. Yeah, like this one's like that one's like almost like a comic because it's got word balloons and you know yeah. most of them have just like one like one sentence underneath the whole picture. But this one's broken up into a lot of some of them are broken up into panels. Of course, there's a lot of splashes, but but yeah, it's it reads like a like a more open like a modern comic book. <laughs> <There's>, think, yeah, <laughs> actually, like it reads lot. better than some modern comic books. Yeah, um, but. Uh, the thing that kills me about that is it is like 47 pages of build-up to, to Luthor's master plan of yeah. how he's going to kill Superman, and then one panel of Superman wrecking it all. That just proves Mark Wade's theory of Luthor spending, you know, uh, uh, you know, $10 million to build, you know, to steal, like, Ten thousand out of a bank or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a funny. It's it's really a funny uh, dichotomy of those those kinds of stories. But you know, at, at the time, I guess that it, it, it worked for the for the function you know of, of a kid's coloring book. Right. And you know, one thing that about this coloring book, I remember this is, these weird memories are coming back to me as I'm talking about this. But uh, the uh, there's a there's a circle on this that says a book to color, and it's in on like a neon red orange color i swear when i was a kid that thing it, it looked like it was like 3d like it was floating yeah. away from the coloring book for some reason yeah it, it was yeah I, I think i remember that too it was um yeah it really popped yeah it, yeah it, and that's got that great neil adams image of him like he's running and punching at the same time amigo used it and Everybody used it back in the seventies. Oh yeah, Amigo used it in some very memorable ads too. Mm -hmm. uh, like uh, they they took an ad in I think the nineteen seventy six uh, New York Comic Con. Uh, they they took an ad in that that just said Migos got them all, and uh, it's just a, it's it's that Superman. It's a red and black ad. Yeah, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a great one that. 
And, and you know, one thing that, that I think is interesting is like this, I got this one Batman coloring book where him and Robin are jumping in front of Catwoman's car, which I don't know if that's a good idea, but uh, <laughs> not the smartest. No. Yeah, it's, it's got a, it's got a painting, a painted, another great painted cover and, and Catwoman's in her, she's actually in her uh, comic book costume with the green cape and the purple. Not the oh Julie, yeah. Julie Newmar. And, and, uh, the, yeah, that might have been a little risque for kids, I think. And my men, but you know, oddly enough. Yeah, but did you know that dress is cut up to her thigh? Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Especially when Alan Davis drew it around. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, ha- I have to wonder sometimes of the impact of some of these things that we have. You know, um, you watch episodes of the Super Friends, and they're always getting turned into different. You know, into cats one episode, and then into hobbits, and it's like, yeah. How many fetishes did this create? <laughs> this innocent cartoon. <laughs> because I've posted cartoons on YouTube like Web Woman and 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 uh, Spider Woman and things like that, and I will get. And I'm 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 kind of uh, you know uh, touching up on these, but I read them in this way. Like, could you find the one where Web Woman gets turned into and tied up? And it's just like, <laughs> no, I can't. Oh God! <laughs> yeah. I have to go wash now, you know. And You're but the I, proprietor I, of their spank bank. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And, and uh, that's what it really feels like. And it's just like, don't I post these for one reason, and it's not that. You no. Know? no. I, this is this is my childhood, and that's creepy, you know. Well, and, this is what gets me. Chris has been watching the Batman sixty six. He just got that in. Yeah. And he was like, you know, he said, you can thank Yvonne Craig and Linda Carter for making me straight. <laughs> <laughs> did, what, did they make you straight or did they just give you that, you know, that checkered flag like, hey, you're on this side of the room. That's right. <laughs> although, although I got to tell you, like Linda Carter, and I said this to a friend of mine because she was talking about the, um, the, the Princess Leia and the slave thing. And I said, I don't have that. Yeah, and and she said, "Well, do you have the Linda Carter Wonder Woman?" I said, "Even gay guys got that." Like she, you know, and, and, and she was she's the, she, she unified us in our you know love for her. Well, that's true. I, yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's that's just different. You know, we we straight guys like one aspect of it, and you know, I, I don't know. I, I think I think there's there's mad respect on both ends of that. Well, that's true. You, I yeah. think, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. Check out her fashion. I mean, come on. Yeah, well, that's true, yeah. Her fashion sense knows no bounds. That's right. (laughs) And purple lycra rules. Yeah, right. Well, get back to coloring books. Uh, (laughs) That Batman coloring book I was talking about, it has the minstrel as the villain. The minstrel that everyone remembers is their favorite Batman villain from the 66. uh, Right next to Louis the Lilac. Yeah, and, and, you know, the archer, yeah. So the minstrel, that that was, uh, who was that, uh, Van Johnson, is that right? Yeah. yeah, what I forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, I think he is. So yeah, he's the villain, and even as a kid, I'm like, really the minstrel? Really? <laughs> it's like, and he's like, it's like the minstrel and the penguin. Okay, the penguin, of course, but the minstrel. I mean, so yeah, I'm not even a fan of the penguin. Like the penguin's going too far for me. <laughs> I, I have a really short. Like I know you're a huge Batman fan, so this. Yeah. Is my, but I have like, a, I go like Joker, Riddler, Joker. Yeah, I'm done. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, I like Burgess Meredith as a penguin, but honestly, that's my favorite version of yeah. the penguin. Beyond that, in the comics, 
I respect his place and the history and and you know. Of, what of an interesting thing you're saying, though. though the, the minstrel he was a, a Greenway Productions creation, right? Right. Yeah. So he was used in that. That's that's interesting because that didn't happen very much. Right. That's true. I didn't even think about that because of course now they can in the Batman '66 comic they're using those characters but for years they couldn't they could yeah use. like I, the bookworm never made it any merchandise and king tut and all that so right and the king tut was on there a lot so you would think if any of the tv villains would have been pulled in it would have been somebody like him or egghead uh you yeah. know vincent price of course and uh you know those guys were actually you know popular <laughs> to a point with, with quotation marks and well i mean marks, in 1966 yeah. they were popular you know but I, you know i I couldn't believe, uh, you know, the, the time we live in where they, you know, uh, Figures Toy Company was releasing an Egghead action figure. And I bought it just yeah. because I I could buy this. Yeah. You know, like Egghead, I hated Egghead, but it was like, <laughs> I, I got to have this. It's so bizarre. Yeah, I actually don't like the character that well, but I like him because he's Vincent Price. Yeah, know? me too. That that's it, that definitely is paving a lot of road there. Yeah, I've got him too. It's a great looking figure, though. They did a really good job. The likeness I, is really good. I love him. I, I put him up somewhere, and now I can't find him. Uh, <laughs> you know, I've got so many. Not to, I'm not bragging here, but there's so many different toy packages here. Things just meld. Right. Like yeah. I, I could lose my wallet. I'm sure you guys deal with the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. yeah, I, oh, yeah. I forget. Uh, oh, I, I forgot I bought that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it's really bad. Well, speaking of Batman 66, we actually mentioned this on our previous episode as a hook that, that, you, that you were going to be on here, that you actually are credited on the Batman Blu-ray set. Yeah, that was fun. Um, yeah. I still haven't gotten my comp copy. Oh Which man! Is, you know, it's like Charlie Brown going to the mailbox every day. But oh. they did tell me it was going to come out after. Um, yeah, they contacted me about uh, some commercials, and they wanted to know about the you know the legal legalities of it. And I I, I said, well, you know, Migo's been out of business for thirty years. Yeah. Um, the company that produced those commercials has been out of business, and commercials generally become public domain. Right. Uh, you know, there, there's a couple of exceptions. Uh, if you post, um, like, Marlboro cigarette commercials, Nabisco will shut you down. Trust me. I've been there. Oh, wow. uh, But that's because of they have a company image to protect. But you can't go wrong with giving Warner Brothers your commercial reels of right. Batman stuff because they own the property. Right. So, um I luckily did own the commercial reel. I don't know which commercial they used. The Magnetic gave, Batman and Robin. Is that the one they used? Because I also they actually asked me for the Batmobile, the comic actions Batmobile, and mm. I gave them both. And okay. and uh, there's nothing cooler, Chris, than getting a, a a memo at work, like a fax machine, and it's got a Warner Brothers logo, and it says to Brian Howler, "R. E. Batman." <laughs> <laughs> you you have arrived. <laughs> I have arrived. Um, I, I you know I put that right next to I have a contract between me and uh, the other signatory is Paul Levitz. Oh wow! And it's like yay! But you know, I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I saw uh, that. It's like it's like uh, I think it says uh, like Tom posted a screen grab. Yeah, of it, that was but, really really great of him to do that. Yeah. I loved seeing it. But yeah, yeah that was that was. That was fun. I, I've been asked to work on other things, but you know, uh, you you kind of have to 
that's a feather in your cap when you get to work on something that cool. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I was like, woohoo, when I saw that come up. <laughs> yeah, so. and I was more than happy to help because that's neat. And, I, you know, getting a little Mego love on that DVD set was awesome. Yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a, it's the, the, the toy documentary on there is one of the better, the better special features on there too. It was really, really well done. And, uh, yeah, so I, I almost, I won't spoil it for you, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm dying to see it. Yeah. There's a lot of neat stuff in that. So, uh, you know, back to coloring books again. Uh, yep. <laughs> uh, one, one coloring book that I think, uh, I know you posted on, on the, the coloring book theater, I think it's one of the best uh, as far as superhero coloring books that they ever did was the Super Friends. Uh, yeah, that's, that's my childhood one, and um, I love that. It's it's so swiped from Alex Toth. Yeah, and I've pointed this out before that those villains in it, those underwater people. Yeah, that drove me nuts for years. Like I've seen those guys. I've seen those guys. They're in a Birdman and the Galaxy Trio episode. Oh, the uh, Galaxy Trio, and it's them. And I remember when I finally, you know, I was going through some DVDs. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, watching it with my son, and then all of a sudden I started flipping out. And my wife, <laughs> are you okay? And it's like, no, those guys are in this coloring book. And of course, it didn't matter to her. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah, they're they're they whoever worked at Whitman clearly got sent big pile of whatever those turnaround sheets for animation were right. and those guys were in there so I think that's really neat yeah it is and I mean yeah. everybody's so on model I mean there's I don't think there's another piece of Super Friends merchandise where they are on model to the cartoon like this I mean there's I've got a sheet set I had since I was a kid it's partially on model, partially just lifted. And they, from they the always start throwing in characters that right. weren't super friends, you know. Yeah. Well, why, why is Green Lantern standing with them, you know? Yeah, Batgirl. I mean, she was never, yeah. ever on there. Supergirl, yeah. You know, they yeah. and, and, you know, I had, a, I had a bean bag when I was a kid that had Batgirl and I think Supergirl. I know it had Batgirl. I think you're right. And I like the way they're drawn, but um, they're clearly not there, you know. Right. Like, been, they've been plumped in there. Um, yeah, that that book is also hilarious for its depiction of Batman, who hates all health food. Right. <laughs> we were talking about that before we started recording. Cindy was looking, flipping through it, and I'm like, "Yeah, Batman, Batman ain't having none of the seaweed salad Wonder Woman's whipping yeah. up or whatever." <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's worse than spinach, she says. And yeah, then, yeah, yeah. It could just you know Christian, but uh, it's worse yeah. than spinach. You know? <laughs> Batman likes his microwave burritos, and you know. That's right. <laughs> his microwave bat burrito. Bat burritos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that that and and for me as a kid, this and my sheet set I was talking about, pillow and sheet set, were the only proof I had for years that Wendy and Marvin existed before the uh, the show went into syndication heavily, and they started showing the older episodes again because you know I. I, I think I remember Wendy and Marvin from the show barely, but, you know, it was like Wonder Twins on from the time I really remember. And uh, so, you know, I was like, who are these people? I kind of remember them, but, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of a nice, you know, it was kind of like a Legends of the Superheroes when I figured out I really did see that. That really yeah. did happen, you know. <laughs> yeah, that, that I, I spent years trying to track that down, like absolute years because – Nobody knew what I was talking about, and if they did, they didn't know where to get a copy. Right. That was, yeah, that was one of those things where it's like, I need to see that. 
Yeah. You know, to, yeah, to I, prove it existed. Well, I remember, and I may have brought this up on the show before, I don't know, but I was, uh, remember Comic C, you guys talked about Starlog on the last Pod Stallions. Yeah. And, uh, and Comic Scene published a picture from it, didn't they? Yes. Comic yeah. Scene published a picture, and I think it's first issue from the late 80s when it came back. Yeah, and I had. I remember I bought that issue just because there was a photo of, like, Solomon Grundy or something in it. Right. I think it had the, the whole – if I remember, it had the – it might have just been him, but it had, I think it had the whole group. And and I remember that was, like, what, 80 – it was before Batman 89 come out. It was, like, 87, it was like 80, 80, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, I wasn't crazy. This happened. <laughs> it's like because I remember Adam West and Burt Ward. I remember Robin crashed the Batmobile, and he was trying to – you know, oh, tell yeah. Batman in a way that he wouldn't get mad. I remembered that. And I remembered, of course, Flash and Green Lantern and all those guys and the different Captain Marvel. And, and I just thought I was nuts. And then that proved I, w- I was still nuts, but it proved it existed. <laughs> it's a very strange thing. You, you're watching it, and it's almost like a fever dream. Like, right. what, is, what exactly is this, and why did they make it? You, you know? watch it now, and you're like, what? what is it, and why did they make it? I mean, yeah. I've, I've never watched a high-res version of it. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I've, yeah. I, I've got, the, I got the official Warner's archive version now, but I don't think I've watched it yet. I just It was on sale one time, and I bought it. So. Yeah, this yeah. is what he spends our money on. <laughs> I'm not going to chuck any cinder blocks from my glass house. Um, I've... I've Definitely spent money on worse things. Right. Well, speaking of worse things, uh, I actually have a coloring book from Supergirl the movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. So does it have like pictures of Peter O'Toole? And- yes, it does. It has. Wow. And not only that, it's. Uh, and I think this was mine as a kid. And this was recently. Um, I don't know why, but you know, I thought I had pretty much cleared everything out of my my parents' house. Uh, you know, and, and because at one point I had a bunch of stuff in the, my dad's outbuilding, and he's like, "Yeah, you need to come get that. You got a house now. Come get this stuff." Uh, so, so I come, went over there and got it, and he's like, "I want to put my lawnmower in there now. Okay, move your crap out." Yeah, uh, yeah. So, uh, so I went over there and got it, and and I thought I got everything then, but I remember why we were in the basement, and of course it's a horrible place to put coloring books, but uh, I found a bunch of coloring books. I found. Uh, I found well. I found like my old Star Wars pop-up book. I found uh, uh, an ISIS uh, activity uh, sticker, no, a sticker book, and I found oh, this Supergirl uh, coloring book. And it's it's illustrated by Tony Tallarico, who is Tony Tallarico, the journeyman, yeah, the Dell yeah, guy. Yeah, the Dell guy drew. He infamously drew pretty much everything at one time, including those god awful Dell. Frankenstein. Yep. Yes, yep. Frankenstein, Dracula, and Werewolf. Was that it? Yeah, he yeah. was like in a black skin suit or something. Yeah. But uh, uh, you know what? They're, they're horrible. I'm yeah. not going to say that. I think they they get this this moniker of being like worst comic ever, and there's far worse out there. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, there's you know there's just absolute drack, but. And, and there, there is kind of a whimsy to those, but yeah, he he did the big Jim coloring book as well. He's, he's, you know, he he gets maligned as being a terrible, but you know, I'd say he draws on like an Archie level. Yeah, I mean, this actually, this coloring book is not bad. I mean, the artwork yeah. in it is actually pretty good. You can tell that, you know, you can tell uh, Brenda Vaccaro and and Faye yeah. Dunaway. You can tell who they are without reading underneath them. I mean, his Helen Slater's a decent likeness and. 
you know, I mean, it's it's not, of course, the you know, it being based on the Supergirl movie, it's bat crap crazy because everybody's fighting over a gardener, but, you know. It's, it's, yeah, it's a weird, weird movie. It is. I've only seen it once as an adult, and it, it's, it's, Again, it's it's not quite for children, and it's definitely not for adults. It it right. It tried and failed to be some somewhere in the middle. Helen Slater's a great Supergirl. That's all you can really say yep. about it. She's great in it. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And uh, you know, I like seeing Mark McClure's Jimmy, and that's kind of <laughs> that's kind of the beginning and the end of it for me right there. But you know, if they had a, had a cameo by Christopher Reeve. Oh yeah, that would be the only thing people talk about in that film. Oh yeah, that would have totally legitimized it. And you know, you know, legend has it they intended to have him in it. You know, and, and yeah, and uh, boy, you know what? You know, if he, even if he just like the comic showed up and said, "Hmm, you crashed here. Uh, I don't have time to take you in. I'm going to take you to an orphanage." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beat like, it, super dickery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That's the one of the, the prime examples of it there, but yeah, that was that was kind of an odd one that that I had in in my collection. And I, I idolize Peter Cook. Oh yeah, even I can't sit through that. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's he, he he's actually pretty good in it too, despite everything going on. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's 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 something else. But another weird one. It's not quite a coloring book. That I have, but it was it was sold in the coloring book section. In fact, most of these have a sticker for Howard's on it, which was our local department. I don't know how big of a chain it was. I guess it was a chain, but it was a department or whatever, like your Kmart or Kresge yeah. or you know. And and uh, that's where we bought a good chunk of our toys. If it wasn't there, it was Ben Franklin mm-hmm. and uh, in town. And and this is a How to Draw Superheroes book, and it's. Drawn by Kurt Swan, the whole no thing. No kidding. Yeah, I mean, it's got Superman, it's Batman, it's shows you how to draw the the Batmobile. I mean, it's it's awesome. And I, I've actually had like two copies of this thing. I think I just basically, well, I used it, you know, to learn how to draw <laughs> partially. And well, yeah, uh, I mean, that's then it, then that's fantastic. I mean, yeah. then it did its job. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's like kind of like how to draw the DC way. Instead of the Marvel way, in a, in a lot of ways, or you know how to draw the Silver Age DC way in 1983, but you know, uh, <laughs> I used to study bad animation because it had to be so fast to get the human form. Uh, like you know, I would study shows like Rocket Robin Hood and, and right. uh, um, uh, Hercules because the characters didn't move a terrific amount, right? But, and they were very you know quickly whipped together, and you could just see the tricks made to make a human face look fuller and that sort of thing so I, I love stuff like that I think that's I think that's fantastic yeah this is this is from it's a golden book this is I guess at some point Whitman in switched everything over to golden because I've got some coloring books that you know they're the same content but they had a Whitman logo on them and then later they had a golden logo on yeah them. there's some distribution deals going on there too uh, yeah and I can't remember what those are off the top of my head but maybe maybe Whitman was you know the toy store distribution and golden got into the book chains or something oh could have been yeah that's yeah, true yeah, yeah yeah but yeah this this one's definitely uh, stand out for me uh, and you know then sometimes there's weird there's weird things. It's kind of funny what sneaks in from the comics, like uh, like you said with the the Super Friends aliens. Uh, 
it, coming from that uh, Galaxy Trio cartoon, there's a I had a, a Batman coloring book that had um, that's like uh, Batman and Robin in a circus, and then later it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the circus mystery, you know, Clown um, Planet, <laughs> Clown, it not quite that bad, you yeah. know. Hey, Robin did come from a circus. It's like that's tent, true. Tent full of trouble, and and it was later reprinted in a anthology that had a Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman. And a Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, cover. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but at the end, in the very last page, there's this very odd-looking Batmobile. And even as a kid, I'm like, oh, oh, and and I knew that that came from the Batman Spectacular uh, DC like special series. I wrote it down here somewhere, like number twenty-one or something. That's the one time that Batmobile was in a comic, and they lifted it and put it in this coloring book. That's funny. <laughs> so and that just, drove you nuts. It drove yeah. me nuts. It's like, I knew it. It's like, and I, it's one of those things like I wanted to tell somebody, but who, who besides me cared? You know? <laughs> it's, a bit, it's a bit like those um, Star Wars uh, coloring books that Kenner, like, it's like they had a deadline and they slept through it. And <laughs> they got everybody, everybody in the art department to pitch in and, some pages are really wonderfully drawn, and then the next page, you know, the, nothing's even even. Like somebody didn't even use a, a ruler to finish the book, and, and it's, it's very inconsistent. But you know, they they sold probably a billion of these things, and nobody cared. But some of the the stuff they're using is just like obviously photos they got from 20th Century Fox and Lucasfilm, just. Shots of things, right? Right. So you look at them. You, you know, I'm sure somebody who's deeper into Star Wars has found the source of every single photo in these things. But I, I look through them and I'm just kind of amused at, like, you know, these what, what are obviously like wardrobe shots of some of the Cantina aliens. Just yeah. there, makeup test and things like that. <laughs> well, you know, one thing about. You know, it kind of uh, you and Jason have talked about that on on Pod Stallions Is you know, Kenner had the rights to like everything at first, right? For Star Wars, pretty much. Yeah, as a master toy license. And and did they even do coloring books before that, or did they just say, yeah, we'll do coloring books? And then they're like, okay. no, I, I I think exactly <laughs> that. It was like, yeah, yeah, we'll take those. You know, yeah. we'll we'll do that. And there was a lot of stuff that uh, Kenner did that was just like out of character for them, but not impossible. I mean, they got it done. Right, and and then they and they didn't have to. They that was another piece of the the Star Wars pie that was theirs. So, you know, good for them. So, uh, you know, one thing that uh, you know, I, and I will try to monopolize. If you if you want to go off into some other territory, just let me know. But okay. uh, I was gonna just briefly say um, I've got a set of coloring books that came out. And again, these are post uh, DC style guide. Uh, from 1982, because uh, I got the Garcia Lopez, praise be his name, covers. Uh, and, uh, but I got these, they're, they're from a, a brand called Happy House. And these oh. came from, yeah, Happy House. These Probably came, a very sinister place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a cover for the Joker or something. Just, just guys <laughs> smoking at desks, calling each other prick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But these actually came from a, a Mr. Bubble um, mail-in offer. Oh, weird. Yeah, and, and I remember that because I'm like, it's like, you know, you can get this set of DC, you know, superhero coloring books. And so there's two Superman, a Batman, a Wonder Woman, a superhero that's got, you know, of course, got it's like a Green Lantern, 
It's got Firestorm and Zatanna on the front of it. I mean, wow, that really dates it, eh? Yeah, it's, it's Zatanna in her weird bug head costume, you know. And, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And then a villains coloring book that's got, you know, it's got Cheetah and Lex and Brainiac pre uh, pre superpowers. Oh, uh, so he's not like a robot. No, he's like the old green skin Brainiac. Okay, yeah. yeah, but it's it's so it's a very narrow window. It's like from eighty two to eighty four. These had to come out, so it's. Uh, it says 83, so there you go. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, you know, and I wasn't reading too many DC comics at that time. Yeah, so that that would make sense. I, w- I think I was getting all grown up and reading, like, Kazar. Oh, yeah, or something yeah. back then. You were so. reading the, the, the direct-only comic shop books. Oh, yeah, I was a pioneer. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, then some, a few years later, uh, I got some coloring books again. These things are full of... Garcia Lopez swipes. They've actually got praise be his name. Praise be his name. You, uh, thank you. Caught me on that. Rob would. I, I think I might get fired from my Power Records job if I fail to do that. Such uh, a pan these days. <laughs> I'm not allowed to tell. That's yeah. a confidentiality agreement and all that stuff. Uh, but it's actually got the Superman 50th anniversary logo up in the cover with the you know Superman's like coming through the circle holding the cake. And it's, oh yeah, yeah. It's from it's from '87, which is a year before that. But you know, DC looked like they were really, they were really pushing this, and of course, they were going to do things with the superpowers line, and it got canceled. And uh, and then they did that wonderful TV special. Thanks, Lauren Michaels. Uh, <laughs> I like that. Thing. <laughs> I like the. You know, honestly, now I can look at it and and appreciate it. Besides the great clips it shows, but man, when I was a kid, that thing pissed me off. <laughs> it's like they're making fun of Superman. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was just kind of that, like settling into that kind of cynical slacker, right? Kind of thing that I was into till now, <laughs> and and um, yeah, I, I I never take I can even if I love something desperately, I can take I can take as the British say I can take a piss out of it, right? I right, I don't care, and I enjoyed that. I thought it was funny, and and. You know, I was really big into Phil. Was Phil Hartman in that one? Uh, Dana Carvey was. He he was the host. He hosted the thing. It. The thing that really ticked me off about that was there's a guy in an Aquaman costume getting out of a car. Yes, and they they block him. Yes, and it's like, oh, I wanted to see that Aquaman costume. You know, like that looked really cool to me. Yeah, he's and got a that, trident, and he's yeah. getting out of the car, but you don't see him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember you see Flash and Green Lantern, and they. They look a lot. Flash looks a lot like Ackroyd's um, yeah, costume. Yeah, it probably for, is. Yeah, and because it's Lord Michaels, you know, and, and Saturday yeah. Night Live. But and and you know, Alex Ross, and I love Alex Ross. His head must have exploded when he watched that because <laughs> his versions of the characters look a lot yeah. like a cross between that and like the Legends of the Superheroes we were talking about. The only thing I really remember about that is pick up the Nova. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> and she recently passed away too. Uh, yeah, very sad. Yeah, yeah, I liked her. Yeah, that it, you know. Now I can laugh, and in fact, at the time, I still thought it was funny. But I guess part of me did. But I was just, yeah. I could, I just really expected because they had done around that time. This TV was very, this- very little, and, and very little respect was ever given. And right, yeah, you, you know, you'd step one foot forward with Superman. And Superman 2, and then you'd have to take, you know, three steps back with, um, 
well, Howard the Duck and Superman 3. And, you right, know, right. so, you know, it was hard to be up at, you know, I think, I think the playing field changed and look at the, look at the mecca we live in now. Right, you know? right. I mean, yeah, it's like, you know, we could use a little of that humor in the DC productions now. I you think. know what? You're absolutely right. <laughs> the, the fun's getting just drained out of this. The, the only thing I, I can even sit through this year is The Flash because it's fun. Oh yeah, exactly. that's a great show. I'm really enjoying. Yeah, that. yeah, it's, it's it is. It's just it's it, we've we've talked about that here, and it's it's uh, yeah, that's the one. I you know I just tonight I went through and like deleted my timer for for Gotham. You know I was like yeah, no, no, I ain't watching that. It's just too yeah. It's just it, too, it lacks irony. Yeah, exactly. It's like it's just so it's so to me and that people we get also oh, I love it. Mama. it it's just so wrapped up in how cool it is you know it's that's what it it's like we're edgy and cool and dark and uh, you know it's like no i I feel like stewie from family guy should come out at the end of the every scene or when they introduce a new character go huh huh you know this guy is is?" right you know it's just it's like i get it you know and i kudos to those that love it i i'd love to i'd love to be I'd love to be pleased with it, you know. Right, like too, that, yeah. that, I view it as a failing of mine, you know. Right. Well, I, you know, I wanted to going in. I, I wasn't super excited about it, but I wanted to like it. I, you know, and I gave it. A, I feel like I gave it a fair shake, but it just, it's just not, it's just not appealing to me, you know. And yeah. And I'm and I'm with you, you know. When you got when you got like, uh, you know, the guy at the fabric store, you know, turns out to be crazy quilt in 15 years, and that you got a problem, you know. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. I get it. You know. <laughs> I, I've never loved interconnected early universes either. No, you know, like I don't need everyone to know each other beforehand. Right, you know, that's a cute one-off story once in a while, but it, not everybody has to. It all it all doesn't have to get so compact in a universe, you know. Right. And, and speaking of compact and reversing it, uh, I just wanted to kind of touch upon a coloring book because I know sure. we're, we're winding up here. Yeah. Um, the Parks Run coloring books. Do you remember those? The giant? You'd get them at Christmas or on birthdays. Yes. And and I had the, you know, Christmas of 78. My aunt came over and brought me the the Spider-Man versus the Man-Wolf. Oh, and, yeah. You know, like, what was, was Man-Animal name in the <laughs> 70s? Because, I, like, I was big into Man-Bat. Yeah. And Wolf was really cool. And, um... But that, you know, I'll never forget that coloring book. I don't have it anymore, but I'd like to track it down. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to wonder how many of those have survived because they're just so huge. Where did people even store them? You know, it's, I mean, I, I haven't ever even really looked for them. I had a couple. Uh, I had Superman the movie, uh, which, you know, was, you know, nice to color the pages of people falling to their doom as their planet explodes. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just like pages of people falling, just like in the movie. You know, it's like, oh, there's the columns. The big crystal columns are shattering and people are falling off of them. And, and I want to just point out that Krypton, a page of Krypton requires very little coloring. Right, exactly. It's like it's pretty much white on white. So, well, well, done. Well, you could get carpal tunnel coloring those pages. I mean, they were so huge. I mean, they yeah. they, they I mean, they were daunting in a way because and they these just... these were made by who? Uh, Parks Run, right? Is that what you said, Parks yeah, Run? Yeah, Parks Run, yeah. yeah. Uh, I remember there was, I never had it, but there was a Hulk one. Uh, there was a drugstore in town, uh, 
J&R Drugs. Remember that? Oh, yeah. And and they uh, they had they had a lot of cool stuff in there. That's where I got my Batman talking alarm clock, uh, but uh, which you put on the Plaid Stallions before the catalog page. And, but uh, they, they had a stack of those things, like coloring books, just stacked up like on a shelf. And I yeah. remember they had the Hulk, because they didn't have any place else to put them. I remember the Hulk. And I was yeah. I remember looking at it and I just remember thinking how huge the Hulk was on this coloring book. And again it was kind of like, hmm, that's a little scary to because I was again. It just reminded me that I actually was at a store one day and when I was working on rack toys a friend of mine has this cavernous store and he just let me come in on Saturday, set up a, a, a rig and and shoot anything I wanted in the store. Oh, cool. And he had that Parks Run Hulk um, catalog. Or, or cal- coloring book, and I just I did take photos of the interiors to use on the site, and I never did it. Well, now there you go. <laughs> it looks like I should dig it out and get some content. Yeah, there you go. I'd like to see. I don't remember what the inside looked like. Uh, so yeah, there's a new coloring book theater. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Uh, I will endeavor to do that for the weekend. Yeah, cool. Uh, yeah. That now I had I got a kind of funny story with a Batman one I had. Uh, I had a, a Batman, uh, Batman and Robin versus the Riddler, and it was you know, it was one of those giant parks park run, and uh, the the cover was by Ross Andrew. I'm pretty sure, who, you know, of course, famous comic artist did a lot of DC covers and stuff. Back oh, then. I love so, I love that guy's art. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, he did this Superman Spider Man tabloid. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, so. I had that coloring book, and, you know, I colored on it, this and that, and this was, you know, early, probably, like, very early 80s, and my, I come home one day, and, like, the cover, when I, I don't know how long it had been like that, but I noticed the cover, the, the logo had been cut off the cover, and I asked my mom, I'm like, well, what happened to my coloring book? She's like, I don't know. I was like, well, something happened to it, you know, and I, I was probably, like, six or seven, or, and I couldn't figure out, well, what, why would somebody, what happened to the cover of this coloring book? A few months later, Christmas comes around, and my cousin, who's quite a bit older than me, he was probably in his late teens, early 20s by then. He was a crafty guy. He had made me one of those pegboard clocks you know, ah. from the craft store. And he'd, taken, he'd taken a huge Batman logo and put it up in the corner because he knew I loved Batman. And guess where that logo came from? <laughs> So thanks, Joe. I love the clock, but <laughs> he was yeah. crafty, but not terribly sneaky. Right, and or yeah. my mom wasn't. You know, she probably yeah. he's probably like, hey, uh, do you, Chris got something with Batman's name or a picture on it, and she's probably like, he's got that giant coloring book that keeps getting in the way. I'll go cut the cover. Up. <laughs> Everyone knows a comic collector doesn't mind when you take the scissors to their stuff. You know, of course not. Oh, oh no, <laughs> so easy going about that. Right, right, right. Yeah. You know, you brought up Spider-Man, and, and we, we've we been talking about DC books. We barely, I don't think we talked about Marvel much real quick. Uh, you know, a couple, of, I had a couple of Spider-Man ones as a kid, and, and about everyone I had seemed to be drawn by the same guy. I don't know who it was, but, uh, you know, there's one where, like, two Spider-Mans are fighting each other, so it looks like the Clone Saga on the front, or... Or the oh, Nick- yeah. Nicholas Hammond, Night of the Clones. It's like Spider- I love Night of the Clones. Yeah, I everybody. Love his amazing acting in that one. <laughs> I'm yes, you. Peter, and I'm you, and, <laughs> and you're, you're me. me. <laughs> Again, I'm telling you, it's a drinking game movie. <laughs> yeah, you could make it into it, but yeah. 
Because well, I saw I saw Night of the Clones probably when it aired. Me too. So yeah. I, it it left an indelible like this is so cool. So that, I I don't know that'd be like kicking a, a grade school teacher now. You know, like <laughs> really hard to 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 knock that down. I can imagine you know watching it now with fresh eyes, you wouldn't be so impressed. But right, right. Uh, again, I love my husband very much. It is a measure of my devotion that I sat through that. Yeah, <laughs> she's, my she's wife like, would, my wife utters a, a phrase uh, that I'm hearing it all too well when I put stuff on. She goes, well, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But uh, yeah, so, uh, you know, that's the episode everybody remembers. That's the one yeah. that, that pops in your head. But, yeah, and it was, something happened. Right, exactly. It wasn't just some guy in a turtleneck, you know, with a... With really tight pants. A, yeah, a turtleneck and a sport coat. That was like the bad guy look of every television show in the 1970s. Right, yeah. I mean, Wonder Woman, Six Million Dollar Man. Well, heck, yeah. Six Million Dollar Man was wearing that, so... Yeah, <laughs> uh, it got a little hard to figure out who was who. Yeah. Especially when he got the mustache. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, one thing, real quick. There was a Captain yeah. America coloring book... Uh, I think it was a reprint from the '60s because it it had uh, a story ad- adapted from the first Batrock Zalipa, you know. Batroc oh, Zalipa. no kidding! Eh? Yeah, it's got Batrock and and uh, Agent uh, Carter, you know, Sharon Carter and all that, and and uh, like that was my introduction to uh, Nick Fury and Bucky. They're both in this coloring book, and I had no idea who they were. Who's the guy with the eye <laughs> patch? Why is Robin in this coloring book? <laughs> You know so, what I love is that, like, your sometimes your little kid logic kicks in, and you try to explain a character to yourself. Right. You know, you'll be like, "This must be Captain America's son," or right. you know, a younger version. And of course, you know, you think back to that when you're an adult and go, "What was I thinking? Like, right. Why didn't I just take the most logical approach to this?" You know. Right. But that's that's being a kid, right? Right, exactly. And sometimes it's hard. You'll still remember that, like especially if it's a more obscure character. You'll still remember the way you thought of it as a kid. Sometimes it'll yeah come back on you. Yeah. Uh, uh, for for years, I I've said characters' name wrong names wrong for thirty years. <laughs> yeah, and I I had that Batman omnibus. You know that that uh, Batman from the thirties to the seventies. Yes. And there's a you know there's the one where the Joker kills all those guys, and I think it's the first appearance of the Joker, and he kills them with their the Joker smile, and all the characters are saying grotesque, like oh it's grotesque, and I was probably six when I was reading this, and I I did not know how to pronounce that word mm-hmm. or what it meant, so or I I figured out what it meant, but I was calling it grotesque, <laughs> and, and I would honestly use it. Like, oh, that's Grotesqua, you know, and it, I, I don't remember when the comeuppance came, but it was hard and fast. Right. I, I got the same story from, uh, I had a, a book on Universal Monsters and from the Scholastic Book Fair, and yeah. it, it, it had covered the Wolfman, and it talked about uh, uh, Gwen Conliffe's uh, antique shop. I read it as Antiques. Antiques, yeah. Antiques. My sister still says antiques, yeah. Antiques, yeah. <laughs> so, you're, so we're not alone. So no, no. You knew I was going to tell. <laughs> yeah, that, Cindy was going to tell yeah. it on me if I hadn't. <laughs> I was sitting here waiting. I was waiting. For That's years, the beauty of a marriage, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. For years, I had to stop myself from. I had originally said teen. I got to remember how I used to say it. Not Teen Titans, but Teen Titans. That's the way I said it. 
Titan, Titans, like like I'm, I'm, I'm you know, like I'm biting while I'm saying it. <laughs> I don't know where in the world I got that, but it was years. It might have been even when the when <laughs> maybe it was when the cartoon came out. I don't know, but it took me for years to figure out that's not how you say it. Uh, well, we'll get to Presto Magics. We got to get to Presto Magics, or we're going to run out of time. But yeah, Presto, actually, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we may may want to actually leave that for another time. <laughs> okay, well then. Yeah, you know, because I, 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 I don't – I've got a lot about it, and I don't think I could do it justice, to be honest with you. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to – No, 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 not at all. It's just I'm starting to, you know I, – uh, boy, I'm not the man I used to be. <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest. I'm doing the Jelinek right now. Yeah, yeah. I, I apologize, but I'd love oh, to come that? back and, yeah, and sure. do a, a full-on Presto Magics, maybe talk about color forms, that sort of thing. Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome, yeah. Yeah. I just, you know what? There was a lot of uh, gold to be mined in the coloring book discussion. Yeah, I mean, we just, I, I hope I didn't, de- you know, go too on no. too long about what I had here, but uh, yeah, I had a great time, and yeah, I think we had a we had a really good talk, so yeah, I mean, I it sounds great to have a sequel with, uh, with coloring books and and I mean, got color forms of Presto Magics because uh, I've got a ton of I I got a ton of color color form stuff still. See, yeah. I didn't have that. I didn't. I did not. Did not neglect a child. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I don't think you got a ton of those as kids. You may have gotten one or two at the most. Because you know, once you have them, I don't, I don't like. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe some kids got one every Christmas, but I, I seem to remember getting two in my lifetime. So, and the ones I have now are all just ones that are pique my interest, you know, right. characters I like, but, right. um, you know, and I, I've had the unique opportunity to get to know a little bit of the guy who designed most of those, um, oh, Mel okay. Bernkrant, who's a toy collector himself. So I could probably go on for a while about those two topics. Okay. Well, great. Yeah. Well, let's just say we're going to do a sequel. <laughs> Sounds good. To be continued. To be continued. Yes. Awesome. Yes. So thanks, Brian, uh, for yes, stopping by. So and, and, Absolute uh, pleasure, guys. Come back and get, you want to tell people where they can find you? Um, yeah, uh, plaidstallions.com is probably one of the places you'll find me. Uh, we have a Facebook presence, and um, I'm always hanging around the Mego Museum message boards when I should be, you know, doing something like working or, or <laughs> paying attention to my family. You know, all that, all that, that stuff. Yeah, well, at least you can't, you work there. I, I do that. And I don't even work there, so you know. Yeah, <laughs> work is a work is a well, funny word. Well, you're the editor in chief, so yeah, yeah. It's it's part of your responsibilities. I'm just loafing there, so. Yeah, but you know, I, again. Yes, but the Mego Museum keeps you sane, so you can work. So there you yeah. go. Well, it's that's a necessity. True. That's true. It's true. Yes, it's, yeah. it's it's a fun it's a fun little community. Yes, it is. It's yeah. the best. It's the best community on the internet. I think. I, do. I, I I like to think so. I, I don't think that uh, you know any like. I think it's largely just the vibe in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like it's not like you know we we we've we've done all the right things, but we do have this kind of like cool core of people who are you know we're a little more mature than say probably the the He Man or Star Wars collecting. I mean, in terms of age, right? And and that helps a bit, you know. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Definitely. I don't know. I I love my in the pink. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I shouldn't. I shouldn't slag off because we got a Barbie collector here. So you know. Oh so. right. Yeah. Well, you know what? I yeah. I can't in the say. pink. Jo- 
and it's run by Joanne Faulkner. She is an absolutely fabulous woman. And oh, yeah. you better behave yourself because she will get you ball headed if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. You know what's funny is I have heard that uh, My Little Pony forums are just absolutely vile and vicious. I don't know if that's true. I, I made that oh, joke yeah. once and somebody said, oh, no, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Which is just like epic if it's true. Of, a lot of volatile bronies. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, each other. Yeah. <laughs> now, I mean, and Joanne is one of these people. She puts you in your place, and you're like, "Thank you." You know, <laughs> <laughs> and she's so sweet and genteel about it. You're just like, "Thank you." I think that's what we all want is just a happy clubhouse, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. Because these things, you know, I get I get ticked off about you know my property tax and and my crappy drive home. I don't want to get ticked off about this stuff. Like, you know, like yeah. an Adam West Batman doll in the mail. That should just be like all good news, you right. know? Yeah. And, and I don't, you know, I mean, I can't believe I own that now, you know? Right. And so, you know, and it was $25, which is crazy cheap in my opinion. And right. I'm, I don't have, a, I don't have a bone to pick with it. If I don't like something about it, I'll change it. If I don't like the packaging, I'll happily make my own. Right. You know, that's, the, there's joy in that. It's all, you know, there's reasons guys go down to basements and put on a conductor's hat and drive a toy train in a circle for hours because there's, it's a happy place. Right, exactly. You know, and that's what this all should be, you know. Yeah, find your happy place. Yep, find yeah. Your, find your joy, as, as my buddy Shag says. Find your happy place. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, well, we'll uh, save the, the color form and Presto Magic talk for another time. So, thanks, Brian, for stopping thank by. Thank you, guys. Yes, and, thank uh, you. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, see ya. All right, take care. Supermates is a Franklin & Franklin production in association with Bugaloo Enterprises Worldwide. The fictional characters and events mentioned in this show are trademark and copyright their respective owners. Likewise, all audio clips are copyright their owners, and we mean no infringement by either. Thank you for listening to Supermates, the husband and wife geek cast. Choose!